I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Well, hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer A.J. Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator from McLennan County. Yeah, and we are here to talk about our Victim Services volunteers. We've got Melissa Sparks here, and she's the Victim Services Volunteer Coordinator. Say that a million times fast. It was a lot of words no. right there. <laughs> you and Isabel both have very difficult titles. Yes, Is that why you work together? Both in the Victim Services yes. Unit. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had Isabel on earlier. She talked about the Crime Victims Compensation. Uh, we did talk about how right. We did talk about how important those volunteers are. Which yes, is, they are very important. Which is what you cover and what you do in in that unit. Um, but first, before we get into that, talk about why you wanted to work in victim services and with the police department. Well, like everyone else, go to college, you have to do an internship. So um, internship come around, Melissa, which is now my supervisor, come in, started talking about victim services, and it was very interesting. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I wanna, I'm going to go this route. So I do the volunteer, go through the Victim Services Volunteer Academy, um, start going out on calls, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to say I enjoy this because that's really a bad way to say that, but, and what I mean by enjoy that, I'm able to get out and help victims. A lot of people, a lot of those victims don't really know that these resources that we give them are available to help them. So it was very rewarding for me to be able to do that for somebody. So three years go by and then a position come open and I applied for it and I've been here ever since. So this coming December, I have been on with the city for uh, victim services unit for eight years. So I've done this for a total of 11. Um, It's a lot of people can't say, I don't want to say I enjoy coming to work, but I do enjoy coming to work. Um, Even after 11 years doing this, I'm still ready to come to work. I can't say I do the same thing every day. It might be the same call, but it's always something different. Yeah, yeah. I'm always learning something new. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you say, when you say you enjoy coming to work, and and you said this, but I think it's good to explain it, is that we don't enjoy knowing that there's victims out there experiencing these horrible crimes. But we do feel comforted in ourselves to know that we are there to help them get back on their feet. So I think that's the enjoyment that 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 you say. Um, and so talk about the, uh, the, the volunteers then. And the Victim Services Unit is really only consisted of you and then... Two, it's it's and myself and then Isabel, which um, you said that y'all have uh, talked to, um, and Melissa. So there's only three staff that work during the day. We cover calls. And, uh, of course, you know, you have Melissa... I'm just going to throw her name out there, Melissa yeah. Bassetta, which is the the manager of victim services, and of of course me. Uh, I do go by Sparky, so a lot of the people out there know me as Sparky. Um, I'm the volunteer coordinator, and Miss King, Miss Isabel King, she takes care of the crime victims compensation. But we all go out; we all do the same thing. Um, we we rotate shifts, we rotate call every week, so uh, we're all able to go out and uh, assist the victims and and help the community in that same way. Which we work during the day, so that's where our wonderful volunteers come in and they cover because we are a 24-hour unit. And uh, so we, we, we're always available whenever the officers or detectives um, or whoever needs us, we're, we're always available. Um, 
So the volunteers will cover our shifts are from six in the morning to six in the evening. And then the volunteers will come on and cover from six in the evening to six in the morning. That's Monday through Friday. And then we have our weekend shifts that are split up into seven different shifts. And you guys don't just cover Waco. You cover a huge area. We actually cover the whole uh, McLennan County area. Um, We get called out for all the other agencies. Um, the sheriff's department, um, all the little agencies, Woodway, Bellmead, Lacey, Lakeview, Hewitt. So in anybody in, in the McLennan County area, we do cover the McLennan County area. Yeah. And that's incredible. It's just volunteers. And then just the volunteers. How many volunteers do you have? Right now right we now? have 14. Okay. Um, amazing. We, I mean, we have an amazing group of volunteers. <clears throat> I could not ask to work with a better better bunch of people um and we do have which i know you're going to ask me this question but we do have i'm plugging it in there um an academy coming up in february yeah that's right okay so you said we have 14 volunteers how many can we have in total how many Um, we we really don't try to cap it at a certain um cap but uh we're probably going to try to shoot for 2025 um and that's just so everybody has there there's enough space on the schedule because i do we do work off of a schedule um to where we don't have a whole bunch of fighting over over shifts and who can cover which is not a bad problem to have but um it, it kind of can cause a little chaos because some people can't get on and that's what they join the victim services volunteer program to do is to be able to get out in the community to help help the victims and when you can't do that it's a little it's a little disappointing so we're probably going to to go with like 20 25 people very good i mean for the whole county that seems like a good number right yeah i was thinking <laughs> that seemed really low but i mean if your we, people love we helping have and... had uh we've we've had up to about 40 to 45 people wow. on our roster and um that's it, it, it's tough to get everybody out there but that's the, and that's interesting to hear because i mean that's good that we have such dedicated volunteers yes. I, that's i mean i think that's the number one uh thing that especially this unit has to look for is is that dedication uh, crime stoppers is an organization which bridges the gap between law enforcement and the community so together we can solve crimes in our neighborhoods Crime Stoppers encourages the community to assist in the fight against crime by overcoming the two key elements which inhibit community involvement, fear and apathy. Crime Stoppers allow citizens to anonymously submit tips. Tips can get you up to a $2,000 reward if it leads to an arrest or solves a crime. Tips can be submitted by calling 254-753-HELP, which is 4357, visiting wacocrimestoppers.org or downloading the P3 app. Remember, tip submission is always anonymous and can lead to a reward of up to $2,000. And so explain a little bit about what the volunteer will do on their shift. So depending on what kind of calls, uh, we do a a variety of calls. There's not just one certain kind of call that we do. Uh, We do go out on homicides. We do assaults, sexual assaults. Um, We even do transports. we can uh, take temporary custody of children for CPS, sit with them. That's one of the good perks. We get to spoil the babies um, and play with the children. Um, so really how it works is I give a schedule to dispatch, and I keep up with that schedule weekly, daily. Um, dispatch will always have the schedule. They'll know who to call. If it's during the day, of course, they're going to call me, Melissa, or Isabel. Um, the evening shifts, that's where the volunteers will come out. Um 
they they're always ready. It doesn't matter if it's 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. They they get up. They go. We do, as a victim services unit, um, if you uh, are a volunteer or want to, in the future, become a volunteer, we provide everything that's needed to, to volunteer for the unit. Um, we provide vehicles, so you won't have to use your own vehicle to go out on calls, radios, everything that you will need to do. To do, to do the volunteer work, we provide what you need to do that. That's awesome. So how does it work? You said that the academy is going to start in February. How long is it, and when can people start applying? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. So I, <laughs> now I get to plug that in. Um, so the academy used to be five weeks. We've dropped it down to three. Um, we do cover a lot. Um, it's kind of intense. Um, so I guess that would be kind of a good way to say it's start here, and then you, you'll know if this is something that you want to do. Um, but we have detectives from all the units that we work with to come in and, and talk to the volunteers um, to let them know, kind of kind of let them see their perspective of what they expect from us, how, how we work with them, why they call us out, um, kind of give, a, give them an idea of what they're going to be doing on a call. Um, and that is three weeks from it's Monday, we do it now. I'm trying not to give you the old date. So it's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, the training, the academy does happen at the police department. And um, I just totally went blank. That's okay. <laughs> we'll help you get it so, back. So um, it is uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. It's okay. three-hour class. Um, and we try to get you prepared and educate you to let you know exactly what you're going to be doing. Like, so you're not, there's really not any surprises, but we, there's only so much that can be done in a classroom, which is you experience most of that when you start getting called out and go, go out on calls. And then when you start, when you're brand new, starting to go out on calls, you're not just going to throw these people no, out. No, the we're not going to throw them to okay. the wolves. Um, you, they will partner with somebody until we feel like they're comfortable enough or they feel comfortable enough to be able to go out by themselves. So we will make sure that our senior volunteers will guide them, show them what they need to do, get them training if they have any questions. Um, the volunteers that we have now are really great about asking them. We're always available. doesn't matter if it's a question at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's what we're here for. It's awesome. Very good. So you said the training to be a volunteer starts in February. So February 7th through, uh, yeah, February 7th through the 23rd. Okay. So yeah. when when can people start applying and how can they apply? Now, apply now. Um, yeah. I, I actually take applications all year round. It used to just be when the academy started, but if someone's interested, I will get their application, hold on to that till until it's time to start that process because there is a process that we have to go through we will get you in here get your application done um then the background check once that clears uh, i will call you and get you set up for your fingerprinting and then you will come in and do a kind of a little mini short we like to kind of get to know you ask you questions so you'll have an interview with the staff and then we will just kind of make a decision from there to see if this is if this, if you're, I don't want to say if you're right, because everybody's right for this position, but, you know, just kind of make sure this is what they want to do and something that they can handle. Um, and just, we kind of just go from there. Yeah. 
do you guys usually have uh, the training once a year or is twice we or? we were having it twice a year but we've backed down to where we're just doing it once a year it'll probably be in in february and if not in february then we'll have one in october okay. but it's just once a year now okay. for for now that may change yeah, yeah. very good so now like you said, you want to make sure that these people have uh, the, the, the want to do this. Yes. Uh, explain that heart that these volunteers have, because these people are, they're not getting paid. They're coming out and they're dealing with other people who are at their worst, worst moments in their life. And and that's where the heart comes in. I mean, you, you've really <clears throat> got to have that heart to want to help people, to be able to understand um, or have that compassion, empathy, to be able to sit with somebody on because we're going out on the worst day of their life. So um, if if that is something that you think you can do, and I say, come on, fill out an application, come and meet us, and come and join our, our wonderful team that we have. But just, you know, just just keep in mind that you are seeing people on their worst days. And, and I don't want to make it sound like what we do is is all bad, because it's not. There, there are great... We do do fun stuff. We do get to get out there. And, um, I mean, you get to meet people. I mean, even if it's a little as an accident and you have to transport somebody from an accident to a rental car. I'm a very social person to me. I just, I like people. I like talking to people. I like meeting different people. Um, To me, I guess that's what helps helps our victims is, you know, I try to talk to them, take them away from the bad experience that they're having. And if it's five minutes of, okay, I didn't think about that, that to me, that's, I'm, I'm doing my job. So you kind of said something that made me think, and I don't know the best way to say this, but dealing with people that are going through trauma, what if someone is reluctant to do this because they think they're going to see things that they don't necessarily want to see? Does that question make sense? I guess like, how how does how does the volunteer cope with those things? And as a volunteer, will they be seeing the same traumatic things that they're getting called out to help that person? There with? are yes, um, there is a possibility that's that is something that we do go over. That is actually one of our questions in our interview. Um, we explain that you're you're going to see that ugly, you know, bad, a deceased person. I mean, and just to we try to prepare them as much as we can, which it's hard for someone that hasn't never seen that to get an answer because it, you can't answer something that you haven't never experienced. So we try to prepare them as much as they can because, you know, you, you are going to go out on a fatality or, you know, a homicide or a sexual assault or a really bad assault. Um, so we try to make sure that we ask them the questions, and, and at any time, if if it's something that they don't, I mean, it's you don't have to do this. Um, you don't, you're not stuck doing it. Um, we have our us as staff, and we also have uh, a team of people that if they need somebody to talk to, they're never alone. We actually tell them if it's a call please come and talk to us. Don't hold it in. If it's not us, talk to a number, another volunteer that has maybe experienced the same thing. But, you know, that's something that we really try to drill in is don't hold it in. Um, Cause there's going to be that one call that's going to get you. I mean, you're, you're human. Uh, and this isn't something that the everyday person sees. Should that be a reason not to apply though? I mean, do you think that 
someone someone's fear of having that exposure should outweigh their desire to try and help somebody. I say if that fear is there, probably is not the, the thing to do. But I, I mean, we've had people that have experienced really bad things and have turned around and said that this is something that has helped mm-hmm. to, to kind of get over that. So it's, it's good. Qu- that's a good question. Say, I guess. But it, it's hard to say, no, don't come and do it. I mean, it's really because everybody's different. So they they might handle that situation different. But I don't, we, I don't want to say I, we don't want anybody to put their self in a bad situation. Or if you're second guessing it, don't, don't do it. Well, like you said, if those people do have that one call that just, you know, it's hard to, to keep those emotions inside. And we don't want to do that. We want to be able to talk about them. And there's plenty of people there to talk about. And you guys will help those volunteers get through that process and cope a little bit more with the Mm -hmm. call that they were on. Well, the Neighborhood Camera Initiative is something you might want to sign up for. Ring doorbells, nest cameras, and all the other camera security systems installed on homes and businesses that are facing public areas are tools that could help our officers solve very important crimes. By signing up your camera or cameras in the Neighborhood Camera Initiative, it allows our officers' knowledge to where these cameras are, and if a crime had happened, it could have possibly saw the incident in question. You can sign up your camera on the City of Waco website at wacopolice.com. I mean, it seems kind of silly, and I'm pretty sure we all know the answer to it, but why is it important that we have volunteers? Why do we have volunteers in the first place? (sighs) Well, honestly, there's only three of us. We can't do it by ourselves. Plus, again, it goes back to we're a 24-hour unit or 24-hour service, and um, the volunteers, Waco, I I have to brag, we we have some amazing people here. having the importance of having volunteers our unit wouldn't work without them um and the officers wouldn't have anybody to call therefore we wouldn't have we won't we will not be able to help victims the way that we help without our volunteers our volunteers honestly make our unit work absolutely and having been in your office you've got that wall with your volunteers and it just amazes me the number of hours underneath each of those pictures so your volunteers stay very busy. We have some amazing volunteers. We we have one, she's a mother of five. She has a full-time job and she puts in just monthly anywhere from 300 to 350 wow. hours just a month. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, all of them are like that. We, we have... Uh, we, we have mothers, we have retirees, we have students that go to school, of course. Uh, some do it for their internship, some just because they're going into the cr- criminal justice field. And so, some do this as a platform to see some may be going for forensics, some may be going to, in the future, become a police officer. To, to me, this is a great stepping stone. I wanted to do forensics. But I have, I mean, my my passion is here, what I do now, but it was a stepping stone for me, just for my experience, if I can't handle this, will I be able to handle my job? Because, you know, we go out on the same calls that officers do, our officers, and we don't just get called out on the sidelines. We are actually there on scene um, with officers, helping anything that they need other than, and we're not just there for the victims as well. We're there, we are also there for the officers. 
can't forget about them. They're right. important. They, they are a too. very important part, um, just like everybody else. But um, this was a very good stepping stone for for me to be able to to get out there, um, have that experience, um, and and just to be able to do something for the for the community and mainly the victims. I, I say the community. The victims are our community, but. It's there are just every day there's there's just another victim that didn't know that this service was here or even if they knew our service was here, they didn't know everything that we uh, we could offer them of getting them out of a bad situation being able to relocate them again. And that's where Isabel also helps comes in and she does the crime victims compensation. But there there are a lot of lot of rewards and like you said it's really hard for me to say it's it sounds cruel to say this is a reward but if we can help a child get out of a bad situation or a mother with children get out of a a really bad family you know domestic violence that we don't have to get called out a month later to you know give her family bad news I mean so to Again, to go back to what you said, it, it's hard to say it's rewarding, but it is rewarding to be able to come in and help a victim get out of a really bad situation or a child. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always felt like when I would call for you guys, they would talk to you where they they don't want to talk to me. They see the badge, they see the gun, and they're right. like, no, and, I don't and want And that talk can to be him. very like, intimidating. Um, and that kind of goes back to an earlier conversation that we were having. Um, um what you see here now is how we go out on calls. Uh, like I said, we we provide our volunteers with everything that they need, uniform. So we don't have that that gun belt, that that taser, or anything like that. And Officer and you got exactly, you know, officers have to go out and and work a call. Um, victims don't you know sometimes other than what you see on tv you really don't they they don't know what you guys have to do um so that's i feel like that's the comforting part of us coming in because we don't have all that we're we're just we're somebody there to talk to kind of take away also educate them on what you guys are doing um as officers kind of you know walk them step by step of what y'all are doing that tends to kind of because knowing is better than not knowing, and usually when they know what's going on, it kind of helps them understand. And yeah. we and we do ask, we get asked those questions. Oh, why are they doing that? What you know, what what's going on over here? And then that allows y'all also that gives uh, when we come out that gives y'all time to to really focus and concentrate on on y'all's job. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing to touch on. AJ is like like you said, it, people are intimidated they're mm-hmm. nervous they see this person in, in a uniform and they're not really sure like I know they're there to help me but it's still a scary situation and so to see someone just walk up in some jeans and, and a polo maybe is just a little bit more it's comforting it's yeah. easier to talk would, to would you rather cuddle with a robot or a teddy bear <laughs> I mean, we got all this hard solid stuff on our belt and we're, right. we're not very approachable sometimes especially when we're that in that you robot guys are mode. people don't yes, realize yes. that and you guys are you guys are approachable and, and and very nice and if someone did approach you you guys obviously are gonna attend to that person oh, and, absolutely and their needs. but when we're in that robot cop mode because if it's something you guys are getting called out for like 
we're trying to do a very serious investigation exactly. and it's game time. Like mm -hmm. we're focused, right. we're in the zone. Yeah, the victim's there and I've talked to the victim, but it's very methodical. Like what happened? Mm -hmm. What's your name? What, what did you see? And then that's where you guys call us in and we yep. kind of take over. Yeah, we do kind. Of, we yeah. do take over. Yeah. We, we like taking over. Yeah. I, I, I love it though, because like I've seen you guys pray with victims if that's what they want. I've seen you cry with people, hug people, like show compassion in a way that we can't in that moment. Mm -hmm. But you know, when we leave this call, sometimes it's it, I'll kick myself because I'm like, I could have done that. I could have prayed with that person yeah, too. But y'all don't, you know, yeah. like I said, y'all have a job to do, and we're grateful when you call us out because, like I said. That's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The Waco Police Department is currently looking for those to join our dispatch team as 911 call takers. Being a dispatch operator means being the first to answer the call for help. As a dispatcher, your job is to answer emergency and non-emergency calls for police, fire, and emergency medical assistance. When you work as a dispatcher for Waco PD, you're helping not only your Waco community, but the entire county. To apply, you can visit the City of Waco website. We can't wait for you to be a part of the Waco PD team. Now, I do have a question. Is <clears throat> when you talk with the victim that day and then the call's over and done with, is that is that it? Nope. We actually, um, we make sure that we follow up with them. It's not like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, glad we could help you. See you later. Um, that That's not the case at all. Uh, me, um, the staff, that's usually what we do. Me, Melissa, and Isabel, we will um, get the calls, read everything, and then uh, follow. With the, we try to follow up with the victim within, like, the next day or within and with a couple days. But we do follow up with them. Um, there are sometimes they forgot to bring something up which and that's one of the main reasons why we do follow up because sometimes that next day or the the day after <clears throat> we find out that okay well they need help with this or so it, it's always a good thing I mean sometimes it's just a thank you for being there for us um, and then sometimes it's okay we need to take this route so we, we do follow up we don't just see them that night or that morning and uh make them feel like they have been forgotten right. because Connecting they're not. them to the services mm -hmm. that good. they need yes. to, to move forward. Uh, well, Sparky, thank you so much. Before we end the episode, let's do some bullet points again, <laughs> remind people uh, when they can apply, where they can apply, and when the next... See uh, me smile because this classes. is, I get so excited. <laughs> yes. So if you're interested in um, being a volunteer, which I hope you are, um, we have our academy coming up. Uh, February the 7th through the 23rd, you can go to the city website, um, go to police, go to the bottom on the left-hand side where it says victim services. Um, that link will have the application will be there at the bottom. Um, and it will also kind of explain a little bit of what we do, what we just went over. And please, if you have any questions, just give me a call. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer whatever needs to be answered if you need help with the application or if you just want to come up and see me and I can give you one you can come to the police department and we can get you taken care of that way yeah and if they awesome. need to call with questions is that just the 7500 number uh no uh if you go to the website or um you can call me at 254 750 7527. Got to remember that extension. Well, it's always hard. <laughs> Gave my cell phone number. <laughs> Did All you right. really? 
Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you almost did. I almost say. did. That's why I had to like Oops. stop for a second. But, <laughs> I know, um, I know. I threw that out there on the spot. Sorry, I caught no, you No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, well, Sparky, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. And Definitely. we hope that, you know, maybe inspired a few people to volunteer for so. victim services. Well, thank you so much, Waco, for joining us on Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Until next time. Wake OPD on the beat. The heartbeat serving.